So for this final part um, of this episode with Nick from AppSolar, we're looking at what does the future of the built environment look like, um, specifically around um, solar heat pumps and so on. Um, my first question on this then is, how quickly do you think properties or areas can be identified that are suitable for, um, or have the biggest impact perhaps for um, you know, solar and so on? Yeah, of course. If I, if I sort of ta tackle heat pumps to begin with, uh, it's it's quite an unknown because uh, whilst we can look externally at, at properties and, and look at heat pumps, very much relies on the internal uh, construction of the property, what the heating system is, um, how, how well insulated that property is. And, and really, a heat pump needs to be done in line with a deep retrofit. And that comes to the limitation of AIs that, that, that we discussed in part one. You actually need a surveyor to go in and look at that property. Um, to assess whether that heat pump is, is going to have those results. So very hard to, to kind of quantify the, the ability for air source heat pumps to help us decarbonize um, and the impact it will have. PV is slightly easier to sort of start to quantify that impact. Um, we did a study two months ago looking at the top 1,000 buildings within the country. What are the biggest buildings that should have solar PV on their roof and what, what impact would that have? Uh, on on the the electricity system of the UK, actually those a thousand buildings could fit uh, one thousand four hundred megawatts of, of solar PV produces one point two million megawatt hours. Big sounds big numbers, but actually it's less than half a percent of of what the UK needs to draw each each year in in terms of electricity. So um, even if you you tackle the big top percentile, it's not going to have a, a significantly material impact. On, on our on our system. And that's why it really does need to be that disaggregated approach of, of sort of throughout the property market, decarbonizing, having the impact, it, it needs to be done at source. I also touched on the grid limitation that actually, mm. if you if you covered those 1000 properties, you can't move that power from one part of the country to the other without significant grid investment. So it's not a problem that you can sort of leave to other people. If, if you're in a commercial property and you need to decarbonize your, your supply, uh, you need to start thinking about your rooftop. Interesting, actually. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few challenges in there to coordinate, actually, and come together. I suppose on that note, then, if it's if it's something that we need to do uh, as overall as a country, what percentage of properties do, 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 have switched? Do, do you know that, those figures? Yeah, so so we we uh, we carried out the study of looking at all UK property um, at, at all UK residential property. Came out with four percent currently have solar PV, and actually that stacks up um, with the MCS records that, that they have. That it's four percent of residential property has PV installed, a tiny percentage compared to the sixty-seven percent that actually are suitable for for install. Um, you asked me the same question on commercial. I can't give you an answer and it's bizarre that I can't give you an answer, but it's not recorded. Um, we don't have, a, you know, as a, as a government, as a country, we don't have that central register of commercial PV installs. Um, there's been sort of attempts at it, but, but each kind of attempt is sort of lacking some, some elements that allow us to, to land on a number. Um, and that's a study we intend to do, uh, probably looking out, it's going to take us a, probably a year to, to start covering the country, looking for existing solar. We want to start to quantify um, how much PV is on commercial roofs and where that is within the country. And is that something that um, an AI model would, would help with, for example? So you, you take a, a Google map scan, for example, and it can potentially pick up um, what may or may not have an installation or is it a more manual process at the moment? 
that's it. It's the, the AI model. So, so we need to run it across every property and that just takes a, a lot of power to, to start running that across the country, uh, as well as the various license fees we have to pay people for, for using their imagery and, and data. And hence why it'll just take a, a bit of a while. Um, what we're looking to do is actually understand what age are the panels on that rooftop? How big are they? So we can start to look at how much power is that building and therefore is the population able to provide into the system. That's interesting. Do you, do you think longer term we need, a, I suppose, a, a, a database where we record this type of information? So we know like age and capacity and, and so on. Will that come with grid changes or is, is that something that you think that's going to be very difficult to put together? Certainly. And, and if we had that kind of national grid structure that, that we used to have, then then clearly they would they would know through that permissions process. The fact it's been devolved to, to various DNOs mean actually we're, we're, we're lacking that information. Um, we've got very good visibility on small scale systems just because of the, the MCS, you know, very, very good uh, regulation for, for small scale generation, has very good record keeping, uh, is able to give us a, a good kind of precise number of installs. Um, above that is, is where we're lacking the information. And they're the material ones. They're the ones that have an impact on the grid. So, so we do need to know. Awesome. Okay. So I think my final question um, for, for our episode, um, and I do have a tendency to say final and something pops into my head, but, <laughs> but my final one is when we're building new new properties, you, meant, you touched on earlier the fact that um, one of the challenges with installing uh, PV, particularly in commercial buildings, is having... Um, you know, plant on top of the roofs and, and it not having been obviously thought out beforehand. So are there changes in the way we need to build, you know, commercial or commercial and resi buildings, um, thinking through things like, you know, the biodiversity aspects, the the architectural elements of, you know, where we position things to allow solar and heat pumps to be more effective? Um, or you know, do you think there are going to be legislation, legislatory changes around that? Or I don't know, this is... Slightly open question, I think. Yeah, I, I think um, where, where we see with new buildings, um, I, I mean, biodiversity is clearly important, and I think there is legislation that's going to come through and impact that. Uh, perhaps necessary because there isn't a direct financial gain from that, and therefore mm. you've got to kind of actually make sure people do get on that route. Um, again, put it, you know, think concentrating on solar PV. Uh, developers and portfolio operators still can't quite get to grips with the life cycle cost of the building. Uh, it is still looking at sort of annual maintenance budgets or the development costs as opposed to realizing um, that, you know, generating your own energy and, and potentially selling that energy to a tenant is a, is a way of sort of de-risking that property, getting a guaranteed income. You know, we, we've got clients where we've put PV on their roof. Um, now, if that property is void, they're still going to be making 40, 50,000 pounds a year selling that energy back to the grid. So it gives them a bit of, bit of security. Um, that life cycle costing of actually saying, yes, but from year three, year four, that system's going to be saving money, therefore earning money, um, still hasn't entered into the majority of, of developers' mindsets. Uh, and we still have increasingly frustrating conversations where it is very much viewed as a cost as, as opposed to an opportunity. Why do you think that might be out of interest? Is it because who they are selling or leasing a building onto only sees the the cost aspect themselves and they don't necessarily account for the future uh, payback or is there something else that might be driving that I, I, I come back to you know I come back to what I said at the very, very beginning I'm an accountant by trade and, it, and it's my profession that actually is is hampering a lot of this um, okay. we we have to work with portfolios quite hard 
to try and convince the board, uh, you know, that actually it, it is an investment and not a cost. And, and, it, and it's viewing it as an investment that has a return rather than viewing, uh, you know, any kind of decarbonisation as maintenance. There is still the idea that it's part of the long term maintenance plan of a property as opposed to actually we're investing in the property and, and making those improvements. Um, it, you kind of touched on tenancies and occupancies. Um, there is also a reluctance with with landlords to uh, change a building mid-tenancy or, or to start to, to discuss selling energy to the tenant. Because clearly when you start opening a negotiation with a tenant, then negotiations start and rent reviews come in. And, and so um, a lot of this is sort of kicked into the long grass in terms of well, when that tenancy changes over, we'll consider it. Uh, so, you know, I think landlords are starting to get wise to it. Uh, but but those lease lengths uh, drive a lot of that uh, drive a lot of that reluctance. Fascinating. Well, th- thank you very much for coming on today. There's been a, a lot of very uh, interesting um, you know areas we've discussed and, and, and looking at the intricacies of how they fit together. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you around what you're doing and to learn more, um, how do they get in touch? Certainly take a look at our website, uh, absolar, A-B-E-S-O-L-A-R.co.uk. There you'll see a kind of selection of case studies, the, the types of, sort of public and private clients that, that we've assessed. Um, and and we, uh, we're currently running a, a partnership with NatWest. Any commercial property can, can go to NatWest site and uh, request a solar survey for free and see what they can do. Awesome. Yeah, thank you again for coming on. Thank you.